0: Hi, this is Erica Potter.
1: And this is Hunter Willis.
0: And this is Hot Girl Briefing. Hey, Hunter. Hey, Erica. So, what are we talking about today?
1: This week, we are talking about vaccine passports.
0: Oh yeah, vax oh, yeah. and wax for summer.
1: Vax. To... <laughs> it's a hot girl briefing, and it's a hot girl summer.
0: You can say that again. hmm So, a vaccine passport. What is it?
1: A vaccine passport is a paper or a digital form certifying that a person has been vaccinated against a particular disease.
0: Mm-hmm. And this isn't new, you know. The first recorded debate regarding a vaccine passport was in 1897. They developed a vaccine for a plague. I don't know what plague, though. It just kind of said plague. I feel like... I
1: feel like the only one that I ever hear about is, like, the bubonic plague.
0: Yeah, the records were kind of not as great as iffy. they were back in the 1800s. But yeah. anyways, they just... I'm surprised they had a vaccine at that time. I didn't even know vaccines were that old.
1: Globally, many people in middle and low income countries, they don't even have access to the vaccine at this point.
0: Yeah, and they might not until 2023 or later. And within the United States, analysis show that Black and Hispanic people have been vaccinated at lower rates than white people and that high poverty and uninsured rates are associated with lower vaccination rates in many U.S states and I'm sure that's replicated as well in global countries.
1: Yeah I mean if you're in a more impoverished area and you don't necessarily have the transportation to get somewhere to get the vaccine or you don't have the ability to take time off of work to go and get the vaccine or go and sit and get a vaccine passport I mean how is that going to work for you? You're pretty much done before it even started. You can't even go and do that just because of these factors that are limiting you. So I think unless there was a 24-hour access to this, that it really wouldn't work for a lot of people. And at that point, you know, we should be offering incentives and programs to transport these people to also be able to go and get these. Yeah, well then what if they don't have
0: vaccines? a mailing address? Like, so we say that, oh, maybe you don't have transportation. What if you don't have, like, like, I know a lot of people, like, live in their cars and vans and travel the country and stuff like that. Yeah. And, of course, the homeless people, if they're required. So, essentially,
1: it's really going up against, you know, houseless people and travelers.
0: Yeah, it's just another one of those things that would block people who don't have access to all of the... I don't want to say amenities.
1: Healthcare benefits. (laughs) Yes.
0: Like, uh, all the benefits of maybe being in a more populated urban area. Like, Mm. some random person, like I said last time, in Yosemite, in in, (laughs) in Wyoming, like, what if your local DMV or whatever they call it over there, because I know we call it the Secretary of State. Which is bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. That's a whole other topic. I like calling it the SOS. It kind of gives, like, a little bit of a incentive to be urgent. I kind of want to
1: scream out SOS every time like, I it. like, It always takes like three hours to go in there and do anything. Not if you go
0: 10 minutes before closing. It's kind of, kind of a rude move, but... They
1: try and get you out as fast as they you can. You do what you
0: got to do to get a check, you know? That's fair. Um, but yeah, if you, your closest one in Wyoming, which... Yeah, they
1: go back a ways.
0: Grey's Anatomy did not teach me that. Mm-mm. Okay, thank you, Meredith. So anyways, they developed a vaccine for an unknown plague, probably mm-hmm. bubonic, who knows? Pneumonic,
1: who knows? <laughs>
0: And countries at the time discussed a possible proof of vaccination for certain circumstances. According to Sanjoy Bhattacharya, I probably mispronounced that, but mm-hmm. they probably have a limited amount of DMVs. What is that, a five-hour drive? What if you can't afford to take off work? What if you don't get paid, like, for PTO?
1: Yeah, it comes into all of these issues, just like you were talking about. Of what, know, what if
0: you can't afford to drop 200 bucks on a passport?
1: It, yeah, exactly. It should be, like... A state idea, almost, where it's free at some capacity.
0: I mean, to be fair, people who can't afford a vaccine probably aren't trying to internationally travel, to be fair. Fair,
1: but you should still be able to be safe and, you know, have this vaccine within your own home country.
0: Absolutely. Like, you definitely deserve the right to have this, and it should be provided from our government, especially if the government's going to be requiring it. Exactly. But! (laughs) And,
1: I mean, it's also a giant public health issue, so it should be free to, just like it is now, but it should be free to...
0: But, well, while all the other countries were developing vaccine passports United States
1: what were
0: we doing we're a little unique we're a little okay. interesting we're a little
1: quirky yeah
0: just uh, we're not like other countries
1: uh, it's just a silly <laughs> goofy mood
0: we have several states banning vaccine passports okay. like everyone else how, is important how,
1: how many states are we up all to? right
0: hold on let me I'll read them all off I did not count them okay how' you go Okay, so we've got Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, to no one's surprise, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, which is rude, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, South Dakota, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Washington, Wyoming. (laughs) Sorry, had to do the whole 50 nifty states there because that was so many. That's it. So the ones who have, they've either stated that they're going to enact legislation to ban it, or... Um,
1: that was 24 for those of you that couldn't keep up. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> 24. So that states that have either banned vaccine passports out together, banned them from being required, and or banned them from being even issued. That's kind of wild.
1: I mean, like, I understand the reasons for, you know, not wanting them or not having them. But I think that if you tackle the issues that we just mentioned, that, you know, it should... It should be able to be a thing, and we should be able to somewhat kind of get somewhere if somebody wanted to have a vaccine passport. Yeah,
0: no, like, I get, like, maybe... Nobody
1: nobody should be forced into said vaccine passport if they don't want it, just like nobody's forcing you into getting a driver's license. But I do think that the option should be there if somebody wants it. Yeah, and they're
0: literally banning you from even getting one if you wanted it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a little rude. I just want some extra government documentation.
0: Can you guess how many states are developing vaccine passport programs?
1: I'm going to... Gas guess less than
0: 10. You're right. Okay. There has been two. Two? Confirmed. Two. Who are
1: those?
0: New York and Hawaii. Okay. I
1: mean, Hawaii makes sense, though. Yeah, Hawaii definitely makes sense. Hawaii makes sense. North
0: Carolina is exploring.
1: They're like... They're a little... They're like like
0: like dipping their toes in the water. They
1: are in a silly, goofy mood. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're just... Yeah, they're just having a fun little moment. What I was surprised to hear was that California is not developing they have
1: that's really interesting because you would think you know one of the most liberal states in the country you would think that they would be really on board with this since this does seem to be a bit of a more liberal idea yeah
0: lex is like one of the busiest airports like Mm -hmm. especially for like the other side of the world
1: yeah
0: um but yeah they're not really interested too much in developing their own, like, the government, but they said they would work with the private sector if businesses wanted to do it for business travel. Okay, okay. So they're not, like, condemning it or banning it, like, Florida, but they're, like...
1: We'll talk more about it later.
0: They're, like, "Mm, maybe, yeah. Okay. So every other state has kind of either not said anything or they haven't, like, outright encouraged vaccine passports, but they're not really, like, denying them either.
1: Okay, so then what other countries... What countries have a vaccine passport?
0: So there are a lot of countries that are starting to kind of
1: Pursuit. develop it. Okay. Yeah, or
0: like explore it. But the problem is, like I said earlier, there's a lot of problems with the vaccine rollout and mm-hmm. access. So there's a lot of countries, especially the low and middle income ones, that aren't even thinking about it because they can't even get their people vaccinated yet, let alone... So is it
1: mostly high-income countries then? Yeah, that definitely. Are looking at... This passport?
0: Definitely, yes. So okay. the big ones I would say is China,
1: okay. Japan,
0: and the European Union.
1: Which Japan is kind of wild because I feel like they have a relatively low vaccination rate. So They
0: do, and they're also in a state of emergency while well, yeah. also hosting okay. the Tokyo Olympics. So
1: I guess, would they be trying to hurry up and get this pushed through for the Tokyo Olympics? or?
0: Probably not. I think they already, like, they're... Last time I read, they were considering issuing certificates. Okay. So it's interesting because no international travel is allowed in the country. So mm-hmm. you not even can you not get this vaccine passport. You can't even travel there. Okay. Um, But they're just in talks of it. I think it'd be something similar to what China's doing. Of course, they need to get more vaccine vaccines out. So far, they've only been able to get the high-risk population. They have not been okay. able to gets any other... Within China or within Japan? Within Japan. Okay. They haven't been able to get, like, everyone access to vaccines, which, actually, I'm really thankful for the United States. I think they did, like, a decent job of getting that access out to everybody, or at least it, maybe in Michigan. It started
1: off a little rocky, but... It we got started there. off
0: rocky, but, like, I think we have more than, like, United Kingdom and stuff, so... Yeah, I mean,
1: at this point, we're almost... We almost have more vaccines than people are willing to take at this point. Yeah.
0: So, um and then... Okay, so European Union, they actually... They've made it available... They've made the COVID-19 passport. Oh, no way. All EU citizens and certificates have been... The certificate is similar to the passport, but it's not like... It's just kind of like a document. It's not like an actual passport. Okay. And then the certificate has been available since June. They've already began implementing it. Seven countries have already started to issue it in the EU passports: Bulgaria, Czech Republic, Denmark, Germany, Greece, Croatia, and Poland. Okay. It's um, kind of an
1: interesting group. I wouldn't necessarily have put that grouping of european countries together but okay
0: yeah but so one of the big questions that i had when i was looking this when i was looking all the details of a vaccine passport mm-hmm. is what are we going to do about all of the vaccines that like aren't so there's different vaccines in different countries
1: you what would. are we gonna do about that so essentially the world needs to come together and view what would what vaccine would make the standard? What efficacy level would make the standard for yeah, an approved vaccine or not?
0: They're definitely so. We're it's more of like a mutual recognition of passports. Countries are definitely going to have to be making agreements with other countries as to what is okay and what's not. And some okay. have already. European Union and China have been in talks. European Union and Australia. Um, the European Union and other places. United States, again, not too big of a fan. So that
1: begs the question then, if you had the AstraZeneca vaccine, would the U.S. view that as a, you know, viable vaccine since it hasn't been approved here yet?
0: There actually isn't really an answer for that. But if the United States goes off of what the European Union is doing, they only are allowing the... Ones that are approved by the European Union. So, like, if you don't have a vaccine approved by them, then you cannot get a European Union passport and you cannot use it.
1: Okay. So that that must be why they're in such big talks with China, then, about Mm -hmm. their vaccine. Okay.
0: So, like, you know, we know Russia has their own. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Iconically named the Sputnik.
1: Really? Just to stick it to the Americans. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That would be, like, a low blow. (laughs) I mean, we see see you, President Putin. We see you. We see you. Um... China has their own. Um, We know Mm. AstraZeneca isn't approved by the FDA here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I believe, I apologize Sanjoy for that, but he is a professor of history at the University of York in the United Kingdom. And he's a director of the World Health Organization Collaborating Center for Global Health Histories. Love that. Okay. So I think we can trust him.
1: Okay. He's got some credentials. Yes.
0: Just a little bit. Um, but yeah, they. this isn't the first time we've had this kind of discussion. Although I don't think passports were a thing back in the 1800s either. No. Just
1: more of like a piece of paper just verifying that, you know, you had it.
0: Honestly, if I were to bet on whether it would be a vaccine or passport came first, I would have said passport.
1: Yeah. I mean, that seems a little bit more likely.
0: Right? Whatever. Wild. We, so we, we have a vaccine passport actually currently in use. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, for the yellow fever. Okay. Which the world, it's the only World Health Organization approved a yellow card. And it's been there since 1969. Uh, it's basically just a document that requires, it's just basically a document for travelers to certain countries to show proof of vaccination for yellow fever and other shots. It's the only one that they've approved of. Okay. And... Yeah, again, it's not really enforced as we don't really have many yellow fever outbreaks I was anymore. Say,
1: I, I don't believe that I have a yellow card.
0: No, I don't have a yellow card either. It's not really widely used, but if a country ever did want to enforce it, they could because it's approved by the World Health Organization. Okay, that's pretty interesting. So these vax so what they called them was the vaccine certification check, and it came under the international sanitary regulations that were adopted in 1951. By the world health organization member states and which was then replaced and renamed by to the international health regulations in 1969 but yeah yellow fever is only disease but the world health organization can recommend based on outbreaks that countries ask for vaccines so for example there is a current recommendation that pakistan and afghanistan travelers be vaccinated with a single adult dose of polio vaccine if they have not been vaccinated against polio since childhood
1: So are these mandatory with these countries, or are these more advisory?
0: No, so what Sanjoy said is, any type of vaccine proof is not a blanket rule that everyone must follow. All recommendations from the World Health Organization are necessarily advisory in nature and open to interpretation across countries during implementation.
1: So basically, that's fancy speak for, no, it's not mandatory. It's really up to each country of how they want to enforce it.
0: Yeah, and that's where we get into some problems like, if anything, so having everything on a digital database, which, of course, me not thinking anything because I can barely work Excel, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wait, having it all in one area would cause a lot of security risks. Yeah, and, and at
1: that point, I mean, I feel like the government would have to have their own secure like server just to hold these passports on. And it's, would you have the encryption key to get into your own passport? Or would that just be something where the TSA would give and they would, you know, have this already on file for you. Like, how exactly would that even be a thing if it was digital in the United States?
0: Those are some really great questions. Unfortunately, <laughs> nobody has been able to answer them. There is not really any rhetoric. Um, I So, in other words,
1: I have some questions yeah. for Countries. countries.
0: Yeah. They're, I mean, I feel like, okay, China, of course, has a digital, you know, they're all new age technology. They have a digital mm-hmm. database. But their country is more community-based, like, it's all for one kind of thing where America more about values. Collectivistic. Yeah, exactly. Collectivistic. That's the word I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Whereas America's more about personal freedoms, individualism, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. So I feel like the people in China are much more open to a kind of database because, I mean, kind of what, what does the government not know about them? Like, the government's like, I know things about you, and you know that I know.
1: Listen, America... I America. Mean, say, We know that y'all know everything about us, we know it. We've come to terms with it. However, I would still like to have a physical vaccine passport at that point if I had to have one.
0: Yeah, what if it's on your phone and your phone gets stolen while you're yeah. like in a different country?
1: All of a sudden, somebody else has your passport now.
0: Like, what are you What are you going to do?
1: So not only have they stolen your phone with all your contacts and everything included in
0: there, now they also have your passport? I mean, that that would be wild to me. Yeah, so that's just one of a few key implementation issues that they're considering. And that's not even the biggest one. Like, I'm over here thinking, it's like, oh my god, yeah, I wouldn't want all my stuff on a database. Oh lord. Not even. Okay, so then what's the top one then? Equity and access. Yes! I mean... It's a tale as old as time. Yeah,
1: people can't always, you know, they're not always able to go down to the DMV in the middle of the day, sit there for three, four hours in a line just to wait to go and get a passport. And
0: that's just to get the passport. That's not even including the vaccine. Like, we've Mm -hmm. already seen issues with vaccine rollout and access.
1: So it's like the WHO Security Council.
0: Yeah, you could say that. So in February 2021, actually, the World Health Organization published a position paper on the scientific, ethical, legal, and technological issues that may arise when requiring international travelers to produce a proof of COVID vaccination. Okay, okay. Tell me more. I was so surprised to read this. Now, I will say this is from February 2021, and our information is constantly evolving. I wasn't able to find a more updated one about this specific topic, um, but so far, their interim position paper states that they're directly from here. I'm going to read word for word. The WHO's position is that national authorities and conveyance operations should not introduce requirements of proof of COVID vaccination for international travel as a condition for departure or entry, given that there are still critical unknowns regarding the efficacy of vaccination in reducing transmission. In addition, considering that there is a limited availability of vaccines, preferential vaccination of travelers could result in inadequate supplies of vaccines, For priority populations considered at high risk of severe COVID-19 disease. Okay
1: so I guess that that begs the question of once there are more vaccines and once we know more about the long-term effects of vaccines could you could we see this becoming a mandatory vaccine to enter into other countries?
0: Honestly I don't think so. Okay. There's just a lot of issues when it comes to implementing this like when I was doing a lot of research and when I saw that I was initially really surprised by the WHO for not wanting to Mm -hmm. encourage this, you would think considering they encouraged the vaccine and right there in that statement, they're basically saying, well, we, we're not even sure how much of an efficacy this has, which I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. I thought we already went over that. I thought we already talked about that COVID vaccines like good and good Mm -hmm. to go. So yeah, there's just a lot of different, Issues, economical, um, just the feasibility of it, technological, mm-hmm. privacy, security, a bunch of different things that honestly I didn't really think of when I thought of a COVID vaccine passport.
1: Yeah, because I feel like a lot of countries that are you know underdeveloped and they don't necessarily have that bureaucratic infrastructure. How would people in these countries even get a vaccine passport? It's not like they just have the local DMV just down the road of where you can go and you know get your government documents. You know, I mean, it's not
0: even like going to the DMV or the Secretary of State is even a good option. Like, mm-hmm. my mom booked an appointment for the Secretary of State, like, two months ago. Guess when this appointment is? A month from now. September. Oh, She okay. booked it, like, in March or April, and she's not going to see until six yeah, so months that, later. Yeah,
1: so that wouldn't really work for getting a vaccine passport anyway. If yeah. you got somewhere to go, it's probably, you know, sooner than four or five months away
0: my driver's license expired on my birthday last month and I'm still waiting on my new license even though I sent in all my paperwork when I was supposed to that's
1: fair I mean
0: like I know madness. passports take like eight weeks to go if I have a trip to Mexico plant next week like
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they suddenly and you just it, got
1: vaccinated exactly
0: and then you have to wait like the two weeks after you get your second dose mm-hmm. and then what if you lose your vaccination card but you're vaccinated so you don't want to get like four shots
1: so i guess would they make those vaccination cards would those be able to be in place of a vaccine passport
0: so what a lot of countries are doing is they're moving towards the digital okay way which at first i'm like yes love that i love apple pay i love paypal love everything on my phone also though I am terrified of hackers and those scam artists and no. all that. You know, like, I know not to fall for the phone call telling me to give them my social security number.
1: Your car's extended warranty. Yeah,
0: literally, I swear to God, if I don't get a call from there every week asking about my car's extended warranty. I almost want
1: to call them at that point and ask them if they're okay. I want
0: to ask them if anybody actually has a car, an extended warranty on their car. <laughs> like, I don't know anybody that has one.
1: I, I did. I did just... <laughs> buy my car. I bought my lease out.
0: I do. I, You're contributing to the problem. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so
1: sorry. I just, I want my car
0: to go. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Yeah, because you have a nice car. Oh, but right. anyways, China just started to recognize the Western vaccines, Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca. Okay. So if we see a That's vaccine. Weird. No pac- J&J. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Not going to talk about that one. Yeah, maybe. It's okay, it's okay. I don't think anyone's really talking about it anymore. Yeah.
1: Honestly. I mean, <laughs> Moderna me, gang, where are you at?
0: Anything open to interpretation, I immediately am like chaos. Yeah, chaos? It's, it's chaos
1: because every single country has such a different version of how they're going to think that it should be implemented.
0: Just every person too, not even yeah, just a I country. Mean, that's kind of
1: wild to me that the World Health Organization is supposed to be this collective of you know, mandates and collective of how exactly these procedures should be thought out and, you know, orchestrated, but they're not really giving that. It's just more of an advisory thing that you can kind of just go do on your own if you want to. It I seems mean, a little wild to I think it. it's
0: just like a power issue. Like they don't have much power. All they can really yeah. do is advise. Like, what are they going to do? Call the World Health Organization's military power and be like, <laughs> go infiltrate. So China's already begun to accept Western vaccines, such as Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson.
1: Okay, so still no AstraZeneca for China, then?
0: Uh, nope. Okay. Nope, just those three. Uh, we might so they see... don't have the Sputnik either? I didn't see anything about it. Okay. I would assume, going off of my knowledge, that it's probably okay for them. Okay. Because you know they're they're, they're
1: okay with the well directing. they when
0: they said the Pfizer and Moderna and mm-hmm. Johnson Johnson they made a specific reference to the Western and I wouldn't consider Russian a Western country okay so I'm just gonna, I feel like they just it's very Eurasian well again we haven't seen any rhetoric on it like mm-hmm. we haven't seen anything in regards to the vaccine passport of it all like they're talking about oh yeah like we'll do this we want to get this digital but what if we're in different Vaccines, what if we never get AstraZeneca approved here? Like what are we gonna do then? What how is this passport yeah. situation gonna
1: work? So if it's all digital then how would would the Who come up with a uniform digital like standard for it to work out with? Or how how exactly would that work out? Would it just be countries all coming together at the UN or
0: So the Who has stated that there does need to be a uniform digital standard. Okay. But they're like, Yeah, we need that. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah. We're,
1: we're not going to do much about it, but we're yeah. gonna, we're going to say yes. They're we like, need we
0: we don't recommend. Well, they're not the ones enforcing. Yeah, they're require. They're like, we shouldn't do it, probably because of that reason. They're like, no, yeah, we we need that if we're going to have that. So that's why we're saying no.
1: Understandable.
0: Yeah, and then there's also they stated that they want more further scientific investigation into the COVID vaccine products because they want to understand. The extent of how it reduces transmission and the strength and duration of immunity provided.
1: Yeah, because I mean right now we're even seeing, you know, you might need a booster shot if you took the Pfizer vaccine. Pfizer's, you know, seeking that booster shot approval from the FDA. So mm. I mean, really it's only a couple percent less effective in its efficacy, but still they're still seeking that booster shot. So I mean, would you expect to, you know,
0: and what if see we get those variants problem from the Who? The booster shot what the delta variant's a new one there's yeah, the, the delta south variant, african variant
1: the delta variant yeah that's the most common mm-hmm. variant within america right now and it's quickly becoming the most common variant throughout the world
0: yeah there's the united kingdom variant mm-hmm. there's just all different kinds of variants and you know for example israel has green passes but they're only valid for six months like if i had to travel five hours to go get a passport that only lasts me six months no, it's a be no for me.
1: i'd be a little upset about that
0: yeah it's interesting because you know when i first thought of the concept. I was like, you know what? Yeah, vaccine passport sign me up. But now I'm kinda like There's a little There's a know, lot of issues. There is a lot of issues to consider. Yeah,
1: it seems mostly like logistical issues.
0: So what about you? Would you get one?
1: I you know, I would heavily consider getting one, but I think that it would really have to pass through those like logistical issues. Just like you said, if it only lasts six months, I mean I'm not going out I'm not planning on leaving the country in the next six months. So for me personally I don't really I don't really see the need in Mm -hmm. going and getting a vaccine within the next or uh not a vaccine but a vaccine passport within the next six months
0: yeah and you know this is all developing in like real time It's, Mm -hmm. it's going at like zoom speed like i
1: by the time you have heard this podcast things may have changed yes we are recording this saturday july 10th
0: yes it's literally changes it gets updated like every day i was constantly updating my information for this so it's could everything could be changed in a week and you know that would be that would be it but okay
1: so one last question
0: oh okay Um, yeah
1: how would how would this work with privacy and security how would individuals be able to you know make sure that this is private and secure and that you know there's not a HIPAA violation going on with too many people looking at their vaccine records
0: that's a really great question um there is none. <laughs> there, there is nothing. <laughs> so there's there's, there's nothing, nothing to reassure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like trying to like, I'm like, how do I say this so nicely? They just identify the issue. Everyone keeps saying it needs this. It's it an needs... issue.
1: This is what it needs. This is what it needs. This yeah. is what it needs. But nobody's coming forward with the actual yeah. solutions to these logistical issues.
0: Exactly. Everyone's like, here's an issue. Here's an issue. This is what we need. And everyone's like, yeah, this is what we need. And oh, it, awesome. And okay. then it's like crickets. Okay, awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's um. So again, that's why I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, my password would probably be horrible. Yeah. You know what my password is for my laptop? It's like my initials and my birthday, which I will change it I now. was going to say,
1: you might want to change it
0: out. <laughs> I will change it now. I mean, <laughs> if you get a hold of this MacBook, it's fine. It's almost dead anyways. <laughs>
1: it's just got Sims but like, it. But like,
0: Yeah, I literally... <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, my password, I'm not a very password-savvy person. Like, yeah. my Neopets password is basic. Because then that's a whole
1: extra thing that somebody has to worry about getting hacked into now.
0: Yeah, like, I remember my card was one of the cards from when... Uh, the hackers got Black Friday Target. Oh do you remember that? They got I, I, into the information of all the people's credit cards who shopped at Target on Black Friday. Which is kinda is genius. Upsetting. It's kinda genius. That's upsetting. It's upsetting. It was I had to cancel my card, but like it's kind of brilliant because like there's so many shoppers on that day. So they uh-huh. knew there'd be concentrated amounts. Just like around travel times, so they know there's gonna be concentrated amount of people yeah. wanting to get passports. You're
1: going out for summer holiday, yeah. You know that there's going to be a bunch of people. Like that Christmas have these passports.
0: Christmas time, Thanksgiving, like for America at least. Holiday, yeah. Holiday season. Other countries with their own holidays, like you know it's going to be a busy time for flying. Yeah. So.
1: It's a little scary.
0: So yeah, there's nothing though. There's no rhetoric. Um, Love to hear it. There has (laughs) been, hackers have been able to get into government websites and government databases and whatnot before. They can probably do it again. If they can
1: hack a pipeline, they can hack my vaccine passport. I I don't know why they would want to, Mm -hmm. but... (laughs)
0: And you know, that's probably why a lot of people even wouldn't get one also, along Mm -hmm. with all the other issues you brought up. And you know what? We never even talked about how legal immigrants wouldn't be able to get these either.
1: Exactly. So that's a large population that, you know, these undocumented immigrants, they wouldn't be able to receive these passports.
0: Yep. We'll continue to keep our eyes peeled and see how the situation develops. I mean, right now there's... Everyone's just thinking and exploring and considering, but we... Haven't seen too much action except from like China and Mm -hmm. European Union. And I guess technically some of those states that just outright banned them. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no disrespectfully.
1: Well, I mean, with that, I guess, you know, let us know in the comment section. Would you guys get a vaccine passport? What are your thoughts on it? Yeah,
0: tell me. I'm really curious about I, this. I want to know.
1: I'm, I, like, I'm genuinely curious. We'll run so an
0: Instagram poll. Please vote.
1: Please vote. Please, which, you know, and even sound off in the comments. We want to know more than just a yes or a no.
0: Which actually, a majority of people vote, or my majority was no on whether people thought it should be, D.C. should be a state.
1: Mine was no for a long time, and then I ended up squeaking out with a yes. Interesting, so it's
0: interesting. really interesting. Love hearing this from you guys. Follow us on Instagram.
1: At the Hot Girl Briefing. hmm
0: And uh, give us a rate review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All right. This has been your Hot Girl Briefing. Bye. Bye.